this kind of gratitude is not just something you do, it's something you are. It's a way of thinking, it's a mindset, a spiritual attitude or lens you look at life through, and it's powerful. Hey there, you are listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. This is episode 213. Today we're talking about how to be grateful in every situation. You're listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I am so grateful, as always, that you've tuned in to listen today. And speaking of being grateful, Thanksgiving here in the United States is in a couple of weeks or so. And so today we're going to be talking about gratitude and just a few of the many ways to express gratitude that are found in the Bible and how we can do it in our own lives. Now, if you're listening at some other time of the year, or if you're in a country that doesn't have a national Thanksgiving day, or maybe you celebrate Thanksgiving at another time of the year, I hope you'll still listen because being grateful is not just for one particular day on the calendar. Gratitude's best when it's an everyday practice. It is so important to take a look at our lives and see what we have to be grateful for. Now, you may find that very easy because there's so much good going on in your life right now. And you might be able to make a long list of all the things you're grateful for. When things are going well, it's pretty easy to be grateful. But maybe you're going through a season in your life where things aren't going so well. Things aren't working out. You didn't get that job you needed. You don't have enough money to pay the bills. You just lost someone dear to you. Nobody understands you. You've been ostracized by your family, your friends, or your church, or whatever it might be. Sometimes it's pretty hard to find anything to be grateful for. So wherever you are on the spectrum of how much or how little you think you have to be grateful for, I want to encourage you to just take a step back and let's revisit what it really means to be grateful. What are the most important things to be grateful for, and what are some of the best ways to express gratitude? We use that word all the time, being grateful, gratitude. But what does gratitude actually mean? Well, here's one dictionary definition. Gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. I love that. Usually we think of gratitude as kind of passive. 
we're thankful for what we have or what someone has done for or given us. But this definition brings out the idea that gratitude includes returning a kindness, returning a favor, paying it forward in one way or another. That really brings a whole new dimension to gratitude, doesn't it? It's not just a passive acknowledgement of the blessings you have, but it's an active sharing of your blessings with others. You're so thankful you want to share the joy. The Bible has so much to say about being grateful, and under all kinds of circumstances. Sometimes we're grateful just because. Not for any particular thing, but just because God is good, because God's love is present. This is Psalm 136, verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And from Psalm 95, verses 1 through 3. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. And this is from Psalm 100, verses 1 through 5. It's the whole Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who has made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him, and praise His name. For the Lord is good, and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. That's pretty basic. We're grateful because God is good, because he loves us. And one of the ways to express that gratitude is by singing, singing joyful songs to God. Sometimes we're grateful for something good that happens or that someone does for us or a blessing that God has sent our way. He delivers us. He provides for us. He guides us. This is Psalm 107, verses 2 through 8. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and for his wonderful deeds for mankind. Sometimes we feel like we're in darkness. We don't know what to do. We don't know where we are. We feel like we're in prison because we've made mistakes. We've disobeyed God. But there's always a place to be grateful. This is Psalm 107, verses 10 and 11. 13 through 15. Some sat in darkness, in utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains, because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. 
He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for His unfailing love and for His wonderful deeds for mankind. Sometimes we're grateful because we've done foolish things and God delivers us when we call out to Him for help. This is from Psalm 107, verses 17 through 19. Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. Do you see a pattern here? They cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. Sometimes we're grateful to God because he has healed us. This also is Psalm 107, verses 20 and 21. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. You'll notice these last several examples are all from Psalm 107, and there's a lot more in that psalm about things that God does that we're grateful for. Now, I'm not going to mention all of those right now, but I hope when you have a few minutes, you'll go read all of Psalm 107. It's a powerful reminder of so many things God does for us that it's only natural to be grateful for. You know, there are hundreds of verses in the Bible that talk about giving thanks to God in one way or another, under all kinds of circumstances. Have you ever waked up in the middle of the night and couldn't get back to sleep? Well, maybe it's just an opportunity to be grateful. This is Psalm 119, verse 62. I rise at midnight to thank you for your righteous judgment. And one of my favorite examples of someone being grateful is when Jonah is in the belly of the great fish. He was in this terrible situation basically because he had been disobedient to God, kind of like we were talking about in Psalm 107. But he turned back to God and promised to be obedient in the future. And in his prayers, he promised he would do this in the spirit of thanksgiving. That's when God delivered him from his self-inflicted predicament. This is Jonah chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. Jonah says to God, I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. The next time you find yourself with a problem, Whether you brought it on yourself like Jonah did, or whether it's something that came out of nowhere, you can pray the prayer of thanksgiving, the prayer of gratitude to God, because you know He's the only one that can really solve the problem. In effect, you're thanking God in advance for solving the problem, even while you're still in the middle of it. And Jesus often took this approach. He gave thanks before God answered His prayers. Remember when he fed the 5,000? This is Matthew 14, verse 19. And Jesus directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. I think it's really interesting that Jesus 
thanked God before all that extra food appeared. He was grateful for what he had as well as for how God was going to provide enough food for everyone. Jesus also practiced being grateful in advance when he raised Lazarus from the grave. This is John eleven forty one and 42. So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. Are you in the middle of a problem that hasn't been healed or resolved? This is a perfect time to thank God in advance for the healing, for the solution, because you know he will hear your prayer and answer it. Usually, we wait until after we get an answer, a resolution, or a healing to express gratitude. So take a moment right now and thank God for bringing a solution to your problem, even though it hasn't happened yet. And if you're interested in some other ways that Jesus expressed gratitude, I did a whole episode about that, episode 111. It was called, What Was Jesus Thankful For? And I'll have that link in the show notes. Gratitude in whatever form and whenever it's expressed is a powerful prayer. Before we got married, my wife was in church one Wednesday night. During a time set aside for people to express gratitude, a woman stood up and said, Gratitude healed me of cancer. And then she sat down. After the service, my wife, well, my wife-to-be, went up to her to ask more about her healing. She knew there had to be something else to this story. The lady said she'd gotten to the point where she was grateful for every little detail in her life. She took absolutely nothing for granted. She said it got to where she was grateful for the wrapper on the bread. She flooded her thinking, her whole being, with gratitude. And that healed her. How often do we take all the little blessings in life for granted? Are you grateful for the wrapper on the bread? The tines on a fork? A pair of sharp scissors? What about light bulbs, light switches? The stripes in the highway that divide the lanes? The list is endless, or it should be. Gratitude is not so much something you try to remember to express. It's a lens you look at the world through. I remember the first pair of sunglasses I got as a kid. I was about four or five years old. They had bright red plastic frames and green tinted lenses. When I put them on, everything was greener. I remember it was early spring and the grass hadn't greened up yet, but when I put on those sunglasses, the grass was very green. That's what gratitude is like. When you put on a pair of gratitude-colored sunglasses, so to speak, you'll see everything with a sense of gratitude. This kind of gratitude is not just something you do, it's something you are. It's a way of thinking, it's a mindset, a spiritual attitude or lens you look at life through, and it's powerful. But have you ever wondered why gratitude is powerful? It really comes down to the heart of what gratitude is all about. You're acknowledging the source of the good that you have and are. If a friend gives you a gift, you say, thank you. That friend is the source of that gift, and when you express gratitude, it's a simple act of acknowledging where it came from. 
When you thank God for all the good he has given you, you're acknowledging that he is the source of that good. This acknowledgement of God as the source and creator of all good is what unleashes the power of gratitude. It's like a key that opens a locked door. Now, as I said earlier, it's easy to thank God for the way he's blessed you, but what about when things are not going well? What about when it seems your world is falling apart and you're struggling just to survive? Is it possible to be grateful in those situations? Well, the answer is yes, but it can be really hard at times. If you're going through some tough challenges right now, remember that lady at church who was grateful for the wrapper on the bread? She was healed. You can always find something to be grateful for, even if it seems totally insignificant. I love what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18. Rejoice always. Pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So, does that mean we're supposed to be grateful when we have a problem? Well, it may sound a little counterintuitive, but yes, you can be grateful, in a sense, for the problem itself. And I'll give you an example of what I'm talking about. If you've been listening to the Bible Speaks to You podcast for a while, you may have heard me mention my prison ministry at the Danbury, Connecticut Federal Correctional Institution. I've been conducting weekly Bible study classes there since 2008. I cannot tell you how many of the folks who've come to my Bible studies over the years have said to me they are grateful for being in prison because it has given them an opportunity to straighten their lives out, to improve themselves, and to get a deeper faith in God. How would you feel if you were in prison? Is gratitude the first thing that comes to mind? Probably not. And it wasn't for many of these inmates either, but they came to be grateful, kind of like Jonah did when he was in the prison of a fish's belly. The gratitude these folks have come to feel has also given them a sense of spiritual freedom as well. Now, they may still be in the institution called a prison, but they have found a sense of freedom as a child of God, and their gratitude for the situation is a large factor in finding that freedom. So, if you ever feel imprisoned by a problem, whatever it is, thank God for it. Not so much for the problem itself, but for the opportunity it gives you to turn to God for help. So many of the folks in my Bible study at prison have told me they never would have gotten their lives sorted out if they hadn't been arrested and removed from the situation they had created for themselves or got caught up in. Sometimes a problem makes us stop and turn to God for answers to the real issues we're facing, which we might not have done if everything seemed to be okay in our lives. There are so many ways to be grateful and so many ways to express that gratitude. So let's talk about some of these ways to practice your gratitude. What is your gratitude practice? Do you have a gratitude practice? There are so many ways to express gratitude, and I'll share just a few that I have found helpful over the years. When I was a little kid, my parents taught me to thank someone when they gave me a gift or a compliment. 
that is a powerful gratitude practice, and I try to carry through with that today. Another gratitude practice that's been helpful is writing in a journal. I've been doing this since 1981. My journal is not always 100% about gratitude, but overall, it has been a record of the way God has blessed me, the challenges I've faced, and how God has brought solutions and healing. And to write these down is a natural expression of my gratitude to God. More and more, my journal has become a record of how God has inspired me and the conversations we have. And it's all with a sense of gratitude for the way He continues to guide me. And by the way, I'm just about to finish Volume 9, all but one of which is 300 pages. That's a lot of writing over the years. It's a whole lot of gratitude in those pages. If you're not already, I encourage you to keep some kind of gratitude journal. It's a great practice on so many levels, but one of the best is that you can go back and read about something that happened a year or so ago, which you may have completely forgotten about, and be grateful all over again for it. Another gratitude practice my wife and I have done together for about the last 10 years or so is just before we go to bed, we share at least, sometimes many more, at least three things we're grateful for that happened during the day. This has really helped us focus on all the good that comes our way, and it spills over into our lives. Often during the day, we'll share something we're grateful for as it happens. Now, everything I've mentioned so far has been more on a personal and individual level, but there's a power in collective gratitude as well. Every Wednesday night at our church, there's a time set aside to express gratitude. And we also get together on Thanksgiving Day to share what we're grateful for. This public and collective expression of gratitude is a powerful testimony of the way God has worked in our lives. If you don't already have a gratitude practice in your life, and you probably do, you just don't call it that, I encourage you to create these habits of thinking. Expressing gratitude is like using a magnifying glass. It makes the good you have appear larger. You see the good you have more clearly, and this allows you to see and receive more good than you did before. Now, we've talked about a few ideas of how to express gratitude, but I want to end on probably a couple of the most important things that we can be grateful for. It's the fact that God is God and that he sent his son, Christ Jesus, to show us the way of life, to be the way of life for us. Paul says to the Corinthians, this is 2 Corinthians 2.14, Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And the book of Revelation puts it this way. This is Revelation 11, 16, and 17. The 24 elders, sitting on their thrones before God, fell with their faces to the ground and worshipped him. And they said, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, the one who is and who always was. For now you have assumed your great power and have begun to reign. One of the most powerful ways to express gratitude is simply to thank God for being God. 
as Thanksgiving Day approaches, I encourage you to put on a pair of those gratitude-colored sunglasses to embrace a mindset of thankfulness that sees every person and situation as an opportunity to be grateful in one way or another. And I want to thank you for being here today and listening. I really appreciate it. If you can think of someone that would enjoy today's episode, please share it with them. If you're new to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, a special welcome to you. Thanks so much for listening. I encourage you to subscribe on my website. Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com and click on the subscribe tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form and you're all set. That way you'll get an email every week and you'll never miss an episode. And as a special thank you for signing up, I'm going to send you a prayer guide I put together called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. Just check your download folder. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode, or if you'd like to share your gratitude practice, I would love to hear from you. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the Contact tab in the menu bar, and I'll be in touch. I look forward to hearing from you. If you'd like to read a transcript of today's episode and study all the Bible verses I quoted, you can find those on the show notes page on the website. Just go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 213. This is episode 213, and I'll have that link in the description if you're listening on a podcast app. As always, I am so grateful for all the ways you've been supportive of the podcast. The Bible Speaks to You has now had listeners in 170 countries. That's really amazing to me. I'm so humbled and I'm so grateful for how you have shared it with your friends and gotten the message out there. It's blessing people all over the world. Thank you so much. That's it for this week. Thanks again for being here. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. Take care, and we'll see you next time. God bless.